how do you spot a narcissist? Like sometimes people ask, like when I go on a date, I'm just not sure. I think everybody's a narcissist now because every single thing seems to just reek of someone trying to control me or manipulate me, whatever it might be. Like how do I actually spot one? So besides knowing a ton of stuff about narcissism, besides focusing on learning everything so you can apply that and so you can see that in your life, Let's boil it down to a couple main things that you need to know and that you need to focus on as you move in through either dating or the next relationship of like, how do I spot this so I can avoid this happening in the future? Now, one thing I wanna say, like it or not, but the majority of time, knowing this information will not help you if you haven't worked on healing yourself. That's just it. Like you can know this information, but if you don't actually focus on you and working on the healing of knowing who you are and growing your boundaries so that people don't pull you to the side and off the road of what direction you're going, knowing all this stuff will not help you at all. That's it. If you want to know more about the healing process that we offer, you can go to rawmotivations.com. There you can join one of our challenges, Escape Toxicity or Clarity Challenge, and or talk to me. So I would love to be able to help you move forward in that process. But just understand, you can know everything about narcissism and you can still be trapped. You can still be stuck mentally and emotionally. You still can have this disconnect and not know how to be able to move forward. Now, that being said, let's talk about some of the aspects of narcissism and some of the pieces here that show up as being five signs of looking for a narcissist that might be coming into your life. Now, if you haven't already caught the video I did the other day of going over the overview of the DSM-5 and the nine diagnostic traits, a lot of these are very similar, but we're going to try to give some other nuances to them, okay? We have a piece of entitlement with a narcissist that oftentimes can be showcased in the relationship that shows up as a red flag of like, wait a second, this person has everything that's going on is always around them. You find yourself talking about your feelings, your emotions, like things that you brought up, and all of a sudden the conversation shifts and it's back on him. It's almost like over a period of time, you don't get the chance to act actively express who you are and what's happening. Instead, it gets sucked away to the other people. Now, when this is going on, a lot of times it's because he views himself as being superior to you. Now, I don't just mean that he's like better than you, but he's like, I'm more focused on me than I am focused on you. So it's like, this has to come back around. The narcissist is going to be, get very bored with someone just talking about themselves long term because they're like, what about me? Like, I just want to talk. Like, the, I'm more important than you. You're going to see this in times where you're trying to share your feelings and your emotions because the narcissist is like, I have to deal with that again. I don't want to deal with your emotions. Oftentimes, the narcissist is avoiding your emotions because he doesn't want to deal with his own either. So this gets really hard when he feels entitled to what he wants when he wants it, regardless of how you feel and how you think. Now, a sense of entitlement oftentimes comes across abusive too, because he's expecting you to respond quickly. He's expecting you to give him sex when he wants it. Like there's a lot of different nuances to it. But overall, it's like, hey, everything revolves around me and I expect what I want to get it when I want to get it. It's almost like this aspect of like, you need to respond now. You need to give me what I want now. Like, how dare you not do this? So the sense of entitlement is a big piece to look for early on. Like, wait a second, am I actually seeing this? The second one is the manipulative behavior. Oftentimes you'll have a narcissist that comes in and is very controlling. The hard part is early on the relationship. If you're with a covert narcissist, it typically is covert. It typically is hard to be able to see. Sometimes it's controlling looks just like they're connecting. 
looks like, hey, we're getting together, it's really engaging, but it might be moving really fast paced, or it might be something where he's taking and monopolizing all of your time. And you're like, wait a second, I'm starting to lose touch of some of my friends and family. He's like, it's totally fine. And like, he's only focused on him and the relationship, manipulating you, isolating you, getting you to a place where it's all focused just on him. At first, the narcissist oftentimes is trying to understand and connect in a way so that they can just get a litany of thoughts and ideas of how to be able to look normal, of how to be able to connect with you. But in reality, that connection typically turns into control, typically turns into prison, of you being trapped, you being stuck, you being enslaved in a relationship. They're like, this isn't healthy and I went out. I just don't know how. A lot of times people get stuck with that. Narcissists oftentimes try to make sure that they keep control over you, but more than keeping control over you is control of the narrative, control of the story, typically the story about himself. So you might see different things that might be exposing and he tries to reframe it back to him. He might try to get the focus back on him, tries to gaslight you away from the issue. So it's still about him, but he's not being held accountable. There's multiple ways that this goes down, but manipulative behavior how he starts controlling, how he starts guilt tripping, passive aggressive comments to try to get you to do something he wants you to do. All those different pieces tying into one of the signs that you need to be looking out for when we talk about narcissistic personality disorder. Now, the other one, number three, is the piece of admiration. Typically, admiration and empathy are like the biggest things that people are like, oh, this is narcissism. And yes, it goes with narcissism and is hand in hand of things to be able to watch out for. One of the co common pieces that people notice is this need for praise or validation of like, I'm looking for you to puff me up. I'm looking for you to make me feel better about myself. And you need to understand like he's looking for this validation piece to make himself feel better, to like brag, to exaggerate on what's actually going on of like, I want this recognition. I want to look good. I am good. And so it's almost like this convincing of like, well, I'm a good person. I'm pretty great. I'm entitled in this way. So like, I feel wonderful about this. Validate me, validate me. And so it's like the narcissist is like, hey, you don't see how amazing I am. So can you just take a moment and just see how amazing I am and thank me for how amazing I am and how I picked you and how I'm still in this relationship, even though you're amazing and I'm an asshole, I'm still in this relationship for you. Like, don't you understand how amazing that is for you? It all gets flipped around. Okay, so a narcissist wants to get your attention, your affection, and what it does, it just helps to boost the, the ego. Now, this could be uh, admiration, attention, affection, response, reaction. It could be almost anything as long as it's giving that boost, that like ego boost to the narcissist. So it could be you just texting back and forth and he's getting an emotional supply. He's getting emotional attention from you. It could be sex. He gets what he wants from you in the moment, then he moves on. There's all different aspects of like, hey, I want to make sure that you're validating me because I'm not validating me. I need you to validate me. Otherwise, I don't know who I am because narcissist doesn't. He's not really looking for anything about himself, always just moving forward to the next thing. Now, moving to number four, which is lack of empathy. Lack of empathy is a typical sign that people, it's like the banner sign of like narcissism, lack of empathy, right? Like this oftentimes shows that like narcissists aren't willing to actually connect with you. And so it's interesting when you're initially in the relationship, you'll have times where there might be this feigned aspect of empathy, like this pretend empathy or pretend vulnerability that oftentimes starts on the narcissist side 
first. And what I mean by that is a lot of times a narcissist will use this fake vulnerability of sharing things in their past that's traumatizing, that's really hard to hear, that's kind of like a shock factor in one sense. And when it happens, you're like, oh my gosh, like, let me give you empathy. When in reality, it's not even true vulnerability. It's just saying this stuff happened to me underneath the surface. He hasn't healed from it. He doesn't actually care to actually heal from it. It's just like, let me say this because if I say this, I'll get attention, the admiration, the empathy from the other person. Now, with empathy from the narcissist, it's like, I don't really want to connect with you. I don't really want to show empathy. I don't really want to deal with your emotions, your feelings, all these different things. So what the narcissist is like thinking and like going through. So it's like, hey, I don't actually want to recognize that you have issues. I don't want to recognize that you have opinions, that you have thoughts, that you have values. I don't want to recognize that because then I have to deal with it. Narcissist doesn't want to deal with you. They just want to deal with themselves and continue to move forward. Another piece that we have is the aspect of arrogance. A lot of times people with narcissistic personality see themselves just very superior and arrogant to other people. So he might become rude, might become abusive when he doesn't get the treatment that he thinks he deserves. So he's like, I deserve to be treated this way. I deserve to have you talk to me this way. I deserve for you to be home at this time, for you to tell me where you're going, to tell me what you're doing, all this different stuff. I deserve. When in reality, he doesn't really deserve anything from you. He expects something because he wants you to succumb to the fact that he's better than you and you're a slave to him. That's really it. So this whole aspect, you see this pervasive in even like Christianity of like respect and love, right? Love and respect. There's a good book that was put out by that. But like the hard part is it gets so distorted when we talk about abuse. Is the husband's like, well, like you don't respect me. And like the whole thing is like, well, you're supposed to love her first and then she'll also respect. And he's like, no, respect me first. Then I'll love you. Like, where do you see that anywhere? Yeah. So anyways, side note, we're going to just skip that and continue move on. So arrogance is like the big piece, right? Arrogance of like, it's all about me. Okay. This is a lot of self-centeredness goes back to the entitlement piece, but arrogant and haughty behaviors. That's how the DSM-5 says it, like arrogant and haughty behaviors of like, I'm amazing and I don't really care how I treat you. A lot of times a narcissist isn't going to care how he treats you, how he puts you down, degrades you, makes you feel less than because he's only focused on himself in the moment. So a lot of times you'll see this arrogant attitude come out. So what did you notice for you? Like out of the five things that we listed out, like what came up for you as either one that you like know and you're like, I got this down or one that came up and you're like, hmm, I hadn't thought of that or I hadn't seen that in the relationship, but now I do as you look back. The whole goal is like, let's get you awareness so you can actually see this. Just understand that awareness isn't enough to help you heal. Awareness isn't enough to break the trauma bond. It's not enough to rewire your mindset. It's not enough to set you free. But you need to make a step for that in your healing process today. So I'd invite you to go to rawmotivations.com. You can click on our seven-day challenge there for $7. Start you moving forward in the process of understanding what you're going through, reactive abuse, the trauma bond, and how we help people get free on a daily basis. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can grab a time there at rawmotivations.com.